0: Welcome to Between Heaven and Earth, an internet radio talk show where we help you connect spirit and divine guidance. Lisa Kay, your host, brings you shows that can enhance and transform your life with tips and new ideas for more happiness, abundance, and better relationships. Lisa is an expert on intuition and can show you how to strengthen your inner guidance to empower yourself. Each show is positive and uplifting to inspire your day. Her guest speakers are specialists on self-help positive thinking, spirituality, and conscious living. Be the best that you can be with Between Heaven and Earth, conscious living for your soul.
1: And angel blessings to everyone. I'm Lisa Kay, and you are listening to Between Heaven and Earth. Thank you for all listening out there and, and joining me on my, podca- my podcast podcast. And uh, I just want to do a shout out to all you people who went to the Natural Living Expo this past weekend. I was out there and had a booth and got to speak to a lot of wonderful people and do a talk. and It was just amazing. I was really um, so grateful and uh, feeling so excited to talk to people about intuition in my book and um, had some great conversations, really interesting questions and got to answer those. Uh, for those of you who are in Cincinnati, Ohio, I'm going to be at the Victory of Light this coming weekend. So if you're nearby, come on by my booth. Uh, it's number 721, I believe. That's uh, Let's see, that's the number one in numerology. So I assume that's a good number. <laughs> and I'll be speaking on the 10 key secrets to intuition. So come on by. I'd be so happy to meet you. Um, and if you're interested in finding out more about my events uh, or more about this podcast, you can go to my website, at lmk88.com, as always. And uh, so our show today is called How to Know if a Deceased Loved One is Around You. So after-death communications, or ADCs, uh, is what occurs when someone who's passed makes people uh, who are living aware of their presence. Now, people aren't quite sure what that is, what that means, and sometimes um, they might be a little afraid of it, but this contact is rarely frightening and it's almost always comforting and often giving you words that, of reassurance like, I'm okay, or maybe it's bringing wisdom, guidance, or messages to you. And it's also just sort of like intuition. It's very, it can be very subtle, so it might be barely recognizable. And so we have our guest today who's going to help us recognize what those messages are and talk about her book. Uh, Her name is Annie Mattingly, and she wrote a book called The After Death Chronicles. And this book is really kind of a hybrid of uh, memoir and research that demonstrates how common and healing contact with our deceased loved ones can be. And in her book, she's got over 80 stories of ordinary people, plumbers, artists, accountants, bakers, and beauticians, and even teachers and lawyers who've received communication from loved ones who have died. Now, these are people around the country who have had contact with uh, those people who are past through this, at what she calls, a diaphanous veil that separates us from the living. And her book was inspired by her, her own communication with her deceased daughter, and we're going to talk about that. My guest, Annie Mattingly, has an MA in Consciousness Studies and has worked as a teacher, magazine publisher, and hospice volunteer. She's now retired and lives in Cuesta, New Mexico. Welcome, Annie. I'm so glad to have you on my show. Well, I'm very happy to be here, Lisa. Yeah, thanks for being here. Uh, and, you know, it's... I really chose this book I, I have um, guests oh, about once a month that you, and uh, the other shows are solo uh, so I'm very selective about my guests and your book really caught my attention and I'm um, very interested in you know, communications with those who have passed only because um, I think we're all thinking about that we're all thinking about what is it like to be on the other side we all are going to face uh-huh. death and it's a uh, uh, and those that we've lost, you know, we want to still know that they're around and that they're okay. And uh, can can you start by telling us a little bit about how you first communicated with your daughter who was passed? And how did you come to know uh, that it was your daughter? Yes,
2: I can. it was a pretty shocking experience for all my interest in consciousness and death and working with hospice and so on. I had never really given any thought to the idea of after-death communication, and after Randy died, I I was simply suffering, and I I, I thought she had gone to the silence of the grave. (laughs) That was it. There would be no more contact. And a few weeks after her death, while I was still in the stage where I hated waking up in the morning because I would wake up into the nightmare of the fact of her death. Um, Mm -hmm. I was awakened very early, barely light, um, just a hint of dawn in the room by a rush of energy up the left side of my body. It's like, strange, what the heck is this? (laughs) And I rolled over and tried to go back to sleep, and it came again. And then I put the pillow over my head and... (laughs) I was I was actually very annoyed at that point. But the third time that this energy came, it was like a waterfall that whooshed up from my feet all the way through my legs and my torso and my head and out the top. And it must have been transformative because of what I did next, although I really didn't know what it was at that point. But I sat up and put my feet on the floor, and I said, Randy, is that you? If it's you, do something, move something. So I know. And nothing moved. And I'm looking around the room, and I heard her voice. You asked how I knew it was her. I mean, we recognize the voices of the people we love. And this was Randy's voice, unequivocally. Uh, I had known her for a long, long time, as in 47 oh, yeah. years. <laughs> and it was yes. her voice. And she said, wow. your body, your body knows your body knows and then I realized my body did know that this was her and it knew Mm -hmm. because of the tone of her voice it was which was so peaceful I knew she was okay and everything changed for me in that moment oh my it's not like my grief grief went away but it it altered
1: well yeah I can imagine it must have been a shock for you and you know this brought up some questions um, so you said you had this like buzz of energy. Uh, I think you said mm-hmm. on your left side. Now, how did yes. and and how did you did you ever have that before? I mean, you know, people who well, do energy healing or kind of do those kinds of work, you know, they kind of have a uh, understanding of what energy feels like, and sometimes it feels like that. Did you ever have that before? Did you have any understanding of what these things could be?
2: I had it in a different way, and that has happened to me for decades a sense that when when i would hear something that was surprising and where it would mm-hmm. be easy to question it uh but that was true i would get that sensation up my spine up my back a goosebump sensation mm. i've heard it called truth bumps and god bumps you know <laughs> um that yeah. would show me that this was real it's part of my particular intuitive way of interpreting things but i had never felt it like that up the side of my body and since then i have felt it who knows hundreds maybe thousands of times since randy's death seven years ago and also after a while my mother who died 33 years ago that i had never had contact with except in a single dream right after her death um uh, now comes in with the same sensation but up my right side
1: Oh, that's interesting. I I want to get a little bit into uh, your experience and what what it feels like. One of the things that I like to do on this show is to help people do, you know, help their lives, help improve their lives, sort of, uh, Mm -hmm. so they have something they can take away uh, from the show and and mm-hmm. go and experience or Go do. And so, you know, I want to get a little bit into what it is like for you, what and what that experience is like. And um, I know that I had to learn how to feel energy, you know, and learn energy healing. And then I started to, you know, being the being. I think we talked just briefly before we started the show. You know, being infinitely curious and wanting to know what is that and how, how does it work. And then mm-hmm. I had being mm-hmm. in my background, being a scientist. <laughs> I, I had to I have to make sure that it's real. You know, can kind I of uh-huh. validate that? And it's like, well, uh-huh. you know, am I just making that up? or you know, is that uh, something else? It's just sort of coincidence. And um, so what I would do is you know I'm, once I knew what that buzzing feeling was is like, then I would go and uh, if I did feel it, it seemed to be uh, associated with places and people. And uh-huh. I would kind of test it. So I would, uh, if it was a particular place that was seemed to be giving me that feeling, I would walk in the place, or I walk and I walk back and see if, and the feeling would come and go based on whether I was uh-huh. there or not. So it'd be there uh-huh. when I was there, and then it would go away when I walked away. Um, so, so share. Could you share with us, like, what does it feel like? What it when you say a buzz of energy? Does it, it? I know it might be hard to describe, but could you describe what the buzzing is like?
2: Yeah, and I and I think it's more a ripple than a buzz. A buzz sounds harsher. Uh-huh. It's it's a soft mm. sensation. It always it, when it has to do with this contact with my daughter or my mother. It always begins at my feet, and it, it's it's just a, a, a ripple of of um, it. Really feels the closest. It is goosebumps. When you when you get cold or or yeah. scared, it's yeah. like that. But it d- doesn't feel scary. It feels warm, actually, um, and uh, yeah. very. It's very pleasant. It's a very pleasant sensation. And then it it just comes up. I mean, I felt it this morning. Um, it comes up the whole left side of my body, and in in this to this morning, it doesn't always do this. But the, this morning, it even included my arm and my left hand. Um, and then mm. goes up into my head, and it's it's like being washed with something, you know, like a, a yes, warm
1: yes, yes. warm shower
2: that's not wet. If that makes any sense,
1: you know. Yeah, I I totally understand. <laughs> um, and and it's similar to what I you know what I feel. Um, uh huh. So. You know, you were, so that's one way, uh, and you heard your daughter's voice and you recognized right. her voice, and I think, you know, we're keyed into the voices of our loved ones, so that helped mm-hmm. you identify her. Um, and I know in your book you've got over 80 stories of, say, normal, everyday people who have had these after death communications with their past loved ones. So uh, is there a common way or a most frequent way that people? Or these people have uh, communicated, or felt their loved ones near near them.
2: And only, I would say, only maybe, maybe only one or two people had that kind of sensation that I'm describing. All the rest had very (laughs) different experiences. And the most common. So were they all
1: buried? Was it like, was it like all over the place, or or did you was 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 there say maybe one that was really okay? Um, So could you give us uh, some? Describe uh, some of the ways people could do. Sure. Yeah, would would you know feel their loved ones nearby? <laughs> the or most no. common.
2: The most was a- common was dreams, uh, and the dreams uh, were really vivid and unforgettable. <laughs> you know, people would remember them decades later in real detail, and some of those people were people who did not normally remember their dreams. So that, I would say, was the most common. And then all, among, among the others, it's, it, I, don't, I wouldn't rank them as far as numbers. I never counted them. Um, but there were people who had very powerful visions, often in the bedroom, uh, where they would see mm-hmm. a, a loved one against the, the wall in front of them with light shining out. This is in a dark room, but they would see them because there was light shining out from them.
1: And they would also
2: often have difficulty. I'm sorry. Did you say something?
1: Let's go back. I wanted to go back to the dreams for a moment. Oh,
2: okay. Um,
1: Uh Because I think that, as you said, it seems to be very common. And also, I know I've had a couple dreams myself. When could share? I could share those as well. Um, And what I've in looking and researching how people get these messages from those who have passed in dreams and what messages we get through dreams, even uh, intuitive messages, it seems that the characteristics of those dreams are they're very vivid, they're lucid, Mm -hmm. and it feels so real to you that when you wake up, you're you're surprised that you were sleeping. And (laughs) I know that's happened to me twice with two people who have passed, and uh, Mm -hmm. I remember... Um, it, it, that's how it was for me. And that's what I've heard is the way you can tell, say a normal dream, which is just a dream, dream. And when you were getting a message from someone who ha- has mm-hmm. a past loved one, um, that it's, it's like that. And like you, I think you mentioned too, it just sticks with you and you, you, right. I can still remember it today. And, uh, and I was actually, I guess, fortunate in a way to have messages. <laughs> um, there was one. Who a dear friend of mine who I had knew I had known as a teenager, a friend of the family, and he had um, hadn't seen him for probably uh, I would say 20, 30 years, and then I had heard he had passed, and I was very, very sad about that because I hadn't uh, seen him in that all that time, and he was kind of like an uncle mentor, and uh, I had a dream about him, and it was so vivid, and I and I, I felt like he was uh, showing me heaven. And the colors mm. were just incredible, and mm-hmm. it was it was and he was happy and uh all he said to me i was "Don't wait and mm. I knew what he was, and I just also had this knowing I knew that he meant life goes by so fast, and at the time, my son was small, he was like two years old, and I remember during the day, I was thinking about, oh, you know, should I get this um get this video camera or not, it's so expensive. And I wanted to videotape my son and, you know, gosh, I, maybe I should wait. And, and then I had this dream and he said, don't wait. And it don't was, wait. And, and, it, and then the understanding that life goes by so fast. Yeah. So that was my experience. And <laughs> so. we
2: don't ever know when it's going to end. So uh, you mean, no, right, I know, it's, it's, I know. He was not very old when he died, I think, right? No, man. he
1: wasn't. Yeah. Absolutely. He was, mm-hmm. yeah, he was in his sixties and that's why I was a little surprised. But so, um, I know one of the things you said in your book is that what a, the things, the messages we often get from our past loved ones is they're just saying, you know, I'm okay. Are there other kinds mm-hmm. of messages they could be giving us? Did your, um, and did that happen to you?
2: Oh, she gave me lots of messages. I mean, we had conversations. Uh, uh, that's really what started this off, the book off. The whole project of interviewing these people is because she began, not, not right away, but a few days after that initial contact, she began um, coming every morning and talking. And we had exchanges. And I wrote those exchanges down. And she told me, lots of things not too much about the afterlife even though i asked with my infinite curiosity (laughs) she wasn't too interested in telling Mm -hmm. me about that but she did talk Mm -hmm. about uh well she here's something that did reveal something about the afterlife because i was very concerned that i might be interfering with what she needed to do and i ask her in a variety of ways but this one particular time I I, I said you know is it okay for us to vi- to visit like this or is this interfering with what you're doing and she said mom you don't understand she said I can be with you and with Chelsea her daughter and with Rowena her sister and doing my own work all at the same time we don't have those human limitations here
1: wow Wow, that's fantastic it is. <laughs> well, that was it a hint is. of what life was like on the other side. <laughs> it
2: was. It You know, it wasn't a descriptive hint, but it was a reality, and it certainly relieved me of any concern that I had to worry about this. Um, and then oh, she absolutely. also, she sent, in a way, she sent a different kind of message because she, this book was not her idea, quote-unquote, but as it arose, she was encouraged me so much to write this book and to interview these people because she said people need to know about this. People need to know that they can contact their dead beloveds and that they are available. And she said it was very important. And then she did this thing where she somehow or other, over a Time, so it was at first I didn't quite recognize what was going on. She came in nine different ways to people that she loved. and I felt like she was oh. going down a checklist saying, Okay, well, I'll come in dreams to my stepdad, I'll come in a vision to my dad, I'll come uh, in a in a person who looks just like me to my sister. I will come in extremely strong, knowing that felt almost like a shout, although there was no sound to it, uh, to a friend, and so on and so forth, uh, various wow. nature. Okay, it, it was it, it was so quite I something.
1: Ha- <laughs> that that's amazing, and it, it's so cool that you can actually have that quote conversation with her, and you know, really know that it is her. I, you know, one of the my father just passed away in June. And oh, uh, you know, it, it, oh, thank you. Um, well, Dad was 97, so it was. Wow. You know, we did. It's always sad when somebody goes, but you know, I think he also, you know, it was his time, and that was okay. Uh-huh. Um, but my mother's still with us, and she often asks, you know. To, you know, did dad come to you? You know, she's waiting. Mm, she's waiting mm. for him to come. And I wonder whether she's she he's there, but she's missing it. So do you have mm-hmm. some advice for her and other people that I'm sure are listening and wanting to know, well, how do I know? How, how am I going to know? And, you know, you just listed a whole bunch of ways that your daughter said she would uh, uh, or she did appear. How did people know that it was her?
2: That, I think, is actually the key to... After death communication is this, uh, as it happened to me in that initial time with Randy. What made me sit up and say call her name? You know, it, it, that's the, an inner knowing of the her essential nature is recognizable to me. It's something that doesn't mm-hmm. require the visual or auditory. It's just her essence, and I think that's what happens for many people. Although it can be questioned away. Um, so that yeah. uh, one thing that several people suggested was that uh, they, as they learned to have these connections, was even if you have a contact that you're not sure about, it's like, was that really Johnny? You know, <laughs> you're questioning it and going, mm-hmm. oh, I don't know, I don't know. Say thank you, maybe even say the name. Thank you, Johnny. And that seems to encourage. Johnny to come again in a way that's uh, will at some point be recognizable.
1: Right that you that you've acknowledged it. I guess it's sort of mm-hmm. like uh, the movies, and it's in in a way that you know if you can imagine this, your past loved one who's now in spirit, and you, the the living can't see you, and if you are the spirit, you know they can't see you, and you're trying to connect, and you're doing different things, coming in a dream, or trying to appear in front of them, and and you know it's hard for the living to see you, but once they do say, oh, I think you're there, I see you, thank you, Mm -hmm. then Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, okay, good, that worked, I'll do it again. Right,
2: (laughs) because that is one thing that Randy did tell me, that I, I asked her why she wasn't visiting her sister, and she said, I do, she doesn't know I'm there. So, um, others have I've heard that before. That that's it's hard for them to get us to recognize them. So, any way that we can open to accepting that, just in general, I think um, opening to the reality that the the, there's more to the world than what's visible to us. That the invisible Mm. worlds have a reality. I think that's right. I think you have
1: to believe. Yes, you have yes. to believe, and I certainly mm-hmm. do. And and I'll I'll tell you a little story on my side, with my dad. Um, and I've become highly intuitive. That's kind of you know I've become quote the intuition expert, which is really mm-hmm. also makes you, you know I guess in theory, it's easier for me to pick up those kinds of things and feeling mm-hmm. those who passed. And I believe I I do and I have um, with some of the work that I've done. So I thought, okay, you know, so for me to connect with dad shouldn't be too hard. And I was a little surprised that he didn't come to me in a dream. I
0: mm-hmm.
1: expected him to, and he didn't uh, come to me. I didn't hear him in my head, and which I would normally do. And mm-hmm. so I'm like, well, where is he? Though I do remember a couple of things. It was so subtle that, again, like you said, you, you would miss it. And I, so we were having dinner. And after we were finished, I picked up my plate and I, you know, scraped the rest of the, you know, my plate off into the garbage. And so this is a weird thing, right? So, as I'm doing it, uh, all of a sudden my dad popped up in my head because that was something we used to do at home all the time when I was a little girl. And, mm-hmm. and, but along with that, I felt like he was standing there that he oh. was there all of a sudden. Oh. And beautiful. and that and but my mind, my thinking mind was like, "Oh yeah, that's right. We used to do that all the time." And and so I almost dismissed it, but I, the feeling of that he was actually there, you know, you know when somebody's mm-hmm. standing behind you, you you know mm-hmm. that they're there, yep. but you can't yep, see, that's them that recognition see them. And that was the, the feeling essence. that he's yeah. there. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And and then I was and I, and because it was so subtle, I almost like wanted to dismiss it, and then I thought, "Well, hey, come on, silly. You know that must be him." And so I started to realize that's how he's going to come to me. This is the way uh-huh. he's coming to me. Uh-huh. And he makes me feel like he's present rather than, you know, seeing him or coming in a dream. So after mm-hmm. that, but it was mm-hmm. so subtle, like you said. And and he, me, who I'm used to picking up things all the time, <laughs> it's like almost went right over my head. No, it's so. so
2: easy to do that. <laughs> it It is. And I think that... My guess from the people that I've – because it's way more than the ones I interviewed – that I've talked to about this, that maybe 80% of people have had experiences like this, but there might be a higher percentage if they've dismissed it, like you
1: almost did with it. Absolutely. That. Yeah, unless it's in your face. I'll tell you another quick story uh, that my aunt told me, and then I want to get to um, where people can find you. Uh, but uh, my after my grandfather died, who, died, who lived to 101 my Aunt, who he lived with, would say after he died uh the the radio that he had that was his radio in the bathroom she would change it to a station she liked, and after he died it was it would always end up on his station oh. some mysterious way it would just it would always be tuned to his station so it's like okay well that's that 's a
2: whole other category of electrical and physical manifestations and blenders and lights and TVs and radios and all kinds of things that Seem to malfunction, but have some sort of message like that. It seems to me that's mm. him going. Now well, I'm still here, you know. You know. Let, oh, let me yeah, remind yeah. you. Oh yeah, Well, know? that remind
1: me of another. One. <laughs> I'll give you a, a quickie on that, and then we'll get to your to your uh, events and books. Um, my aunt, who passed away, actually the same aunt. <laughs> so when she passed away, uh, we had a memorial for her, and then they had this big screen TV, that was all, back then it was very fancy, it was like the big cameras and all that, um, and uh, we had a slideshow of her life, and then after it was done, we were going to go out to dinner, and uh, and then my cousin, who's very technical, he couldn't turn it off, it wouldn't go off, uh-huh. he kept trying to turn it off, like, <laughs> I, I, he says, I, you know, come on, I had to turn it off, and he's like, I'm trying, it won't go off, <laughs> and I said, Oh, you know, it might be Aunt Carol. Aunt Carol, uh-huh. you know what? You can come with us to the restaurant. When I said that, <laughs> you could turn it off.
2: Yeah, you could turn it off. I crazy. mean, I've
1: heard of situations yeah, like really that, and then they try they try unplugging it. It still doesn't go off. Oh, that's weird. That's Yes, it's very weird. <laughs> that's good. I love that. Then you really know. Then you really yep. know. Okay, that's got to be from the other side. <laughs> Listen, let's talk a little bit. Let's talk about your book. Uh, the After Death Chronicles: True Stories of Comfort, Guidance, and Wisdom from Beyond the Veil. Where can people get your get your book?
2: Well, you can get it all over. It's in a lot of bookstores. It's in Amazon. But the probably the most direct way is to go to my website, which is Annie, A-N-N-I-E, Mattingly, M like in Mary A T T I N G L E Y. That's tricky to have that e in there. Dot com. And uh, there are links right on the home page to
1: uh the podcast to Amazon in the, and so on. Oh great. So you can get her book at her website at anniemattingly.com. I have the link to her website in the description of this podcast. So if you're listening uh, anywhere, uh having access to that description, you can click right on there in the description. And and tell us a little bit about, we've got some events coming up uh, in February 17th, 2018. You're going to be at BookWorks in Albuquerque. Mm-hmm.
2: In Albuquerque. So tell
1: us about that.
2: Well, I do not only a reading and a book signing, like, I mean, I've done tons of these locally, but they're, they're all done right now. Um, but the... Uh, Second half of what I do is always an after-death communication talking circle in which I invite people to share their stories and questions and concerns and so on. So it becomes a a real dialogue, not just uh, me doing the talking head number. So I'll do some reading from the book, but I will also uh, offer this opportunity for people to tell their own stories, which is also an opportunity that is on my website. You can contact me, and people do it all the time. Tell me your own stories or ask me your questions.
1: Oh, that's wonderful. And uh, there's one more I have here on the list, uh, March 8th, at 7 p.m. at the at Kennedy University in Pleasant Hill, California. And Mm -hmm. what is it you'll be doing there?
2: Well, a a smaller version of the same thing. I don't have as much of a time slot, and I will be doing other events on that trip to California. I live in New Mexico, but I'll be going to California and doing a a whole slew of them, but they're not set up yet. They will be on my website. Mm. So that's really the best way to find out what's going on. It's
1: a great book, and I was able to you know go through through a bunch of it, and it's you know it's if you have someone who's passed and you are wondering if they are communicating with you, reading all the stories and the ways that other people have gotten their messages and know that their past loved ones are with them is a great way for you to see maybe, Hey, you're going You're getting a message too, or they they've been with you. You just didn't know it. And that, you know, seeing how other people have experienced it might, you know, ring a bell for you. And it's like, Oh, that happened to me. So, well, we've got a, a few more minutes left. Um, I do have a few callers out there and I you know I don't know if uh, we want to we could we could take a call I have one person who's, who's got their hand up and we'll take okay. a question for Annie. Uh, Annie's like okay with that. <laughs> and um maybe we and see where we're at with that. So hang on a second and
2: okay.
1: Okay, Name caller, this? you're on the air. Uh, hello, do you have a question for Annie our guest today?
2: Yes, thank you. First of all, hello ladies. How are you? I'm good. How are you? We're all good. Just, okay. So I do have a question. I just wanted to know if there are any uh, spirits around me, uh, any relatives that have passed over or friends that have passed over, spirits that are around me?
1: Well, well think, that's a uh, question, that's, that's question
2: what, I can answer. Maybe you can, Lisa. But...
1: but that's a wonderful question in general. So um, uh, what is your first name, please? Oh, it's August um, Uh-huh. Now, what's your what's your first name? It's Lisa. What is your name? Oh, hi, Lisa. Like me. That's my name. Hi. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Hello. So I think, you know, what one of the things we're talking about today is how average normal pe- people like yourself can actually know that your past lo- loved one is around you. And, you know, I'll turn it back to Annie. Is there something that we can... Uh what do, do what advice do you give people to say now we talked a little bit about it earlier today is there a way maybe somebody's getting a buzz or feeling like you did is um how can they determine which one which path love one it is
2: Uh I I it has to be through your own inner reflection and knowing um okay. it's a, lic- a listening process um uh-huh. a stilling process if you still your mind um and I think maybe I don't know for sure if this is what you meant when you called us but um it's it's not it's not it's more helpful if you try to determine this for yourself than to ask someone else um mm-hmm. because that helps you to develop your own ability in this area. And if okay. You, Find that you make one kind of contact that you are able to identify someone, then you may be able to develop, develop that. It seems like a a path that once it's cleared, uh, is more effective, and you can you can then con- have contact with others as well.
1: Okay, all and right. Annie, you can talk to them, right, Annie? I mean, you can basically absolutely absolutely. Do uh, they, they listen I, when you I, don't? talk?
2: Some do, some don't. I don't know all the answers to those <laughs> questions, <laughs> but uh, it certainly can't hurt to talk to, talk to them. Talk to uh-huh. them, or if you have a a particular way that you uh, pray or ask for help, you can also direct those that in, in that in a direction that you can say, I, I'm hoping that this is this is Aunt Millie, and uh, can you help me to know if this is?
1: I, 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 think okay. I think you can, I think you can, and I do think yeah. they hear you, I think sometimes uh, we don't always hear their answer, but, uh, you know, I think I think they're there, I think they are. Thank you, Lisa, for calling in. All right, thank you. Thank you Bye-bye. so much for your question. Thank you, Lisa, no, both Lisas, you know. Yes. <laughs> so, You know, I think it's fascinating that, you know, I think we all want to know that they're around, and I think sometimes we're a little disappointed that uh, they don't seem to be giving us the messages that we had asked for um, or are asking for. Uh, But I I have, you know, one other question for you. Do do you think it's possible while we are living um, that we can make an arrangement to communicate after one of us has passed?
2: Yes. Uh, I actually think it's a wonderful thing for everyone to do with their most beloveds if they're open for it, Um, because I did have this opportunity to do it with a friend who was dying of cancer. She suggested it, and uh, it worked perfectly. She told me the name of the kind of bird uh, that she was going to come as, and I was doubtful when this bird started circling me. I'm like oh, yeah, right, you know, you know, oh, its tail's not long <laughs> enough, oh, it's too wide, you know. I kind of kept questioning it, <laughs> so it oh, stopped really? and posed. It stopped and posed for me in this, and let me go very close to it, much closer than you would expect a, a swallow to do.
1: Mm. And, and what did she and, say to you? What kind of bird was it, and what, what, what did she specifically say?
2: Well, I'll tell you the whole story. It was going to be a certain yeah. color? <laughs> yeah, she told uh-huh. me that she had... I, when she first asked me if I wanted to make a connection, and I said yes, then it seemed like she changed the subject because she started telling me the story of rescuing a bird out of her um, wood stove and cleaning it off and releasing it into the sky. But when she described releasing it, there was a look on her face. She was very sick. Very, she died the week after that. Mm. And uh, uh, the look on her face was so joyful when she described releasing this bird and oh. uh, she mentioned the name of it. And I had, I forgot half of it. I It was, I knew it was a swallow and I thought she said something about Violet and I wasn't, I think it's because I was so sad that I just wasn't paying enough attention. So then the next week after she died, the first time I went outside, I had this experience of this bird circling me and, and then landing and letting me get so close to it that i could study it in great detail and i still was arguing i was going well i can't see a tail and swallows have long tails and there's so much white on it and blah 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 and then i went inside Mm -hmm. and i looked at the book and i looked under swallow and it said violet green swallow so i looked and the pose was identical it was as though that picture was taken in my yard you know (laughs) and i was mind boggled just by the picture but then i began to read and it had the bird had landed on my bluebird nest box and it said that it they liked to land on, to perch on nest boxes which i found rather strange
0: wow. and then it said
2: it said that the tail was hidden uh, when they were perched and i hadn't seen the tail when it was perched oh, and there, there was you know. all kinds of white on it and even though it's called a violet green swallow, I couldn't see violet on the bird I was looking at, and I couldn't see violet in the picture. So wow. It, see? It, there it is. It, yeah. <laughs> so, yes. You, you can couldn't make get more clear than
1: that. <laughs> it was so That's clear that it, it,
2: it was mind-boggling.
1: I ran outside and That's I it.
2: yelled up into the sky. I said, I got it. I got it. You know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. That, uh, and if that's not proof, right, that's that's wonderful proof. Really? Well, Annie, it was really? wonderful having you here. We had such a great conversation where at the end of oh, our show yes. it went so fast. I can't believe it. 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 Um, it's just a fascinating topic.
2: It is. It is. And I very much appreciate having this chance to talk to you about it.
1: Oh, I'm so glad you did. It was wonderful, wonderful conversation. I recommend everybody go out, get the book. The After Death Chronicles, True Stories of Comfort, Guidance, and Wisdom from Beyond the Veil. And you can go to Annie Mattingly's website, Annie Mattingly, A-N-N-I-E-M-A-T-T-I-N-G-L-E-Y.com. And you can pick up a copy of her book. I highly recommend it and, and you know, learn how to communicate with your past loved ones. So you've been listening to Between Heaven and Earth. I'm Lisa Kay, and if you'd like to hear more podcasts, you can go to my website at lmk88.com. Thank you so much for listening. We will be back next time. Thank you for listening to Between Heaven and Earth, conscious living for your soul. Angel blessings to everyone. Bye.